follow the adventures of a librarian turned sniper, Liberty Schoenhauer, who finds that aliens started the zombie apocalypse. These things happen. She is aided by the great uncle Danny Toughest Nails, and together they try and save as many people in the book Liberty's Run. Book one is out now at Amazon and Mythmart, and book two is coming soon in August. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Welcome to My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm your host, Kevin, and this is the podcast where we run down some of the latest movie news, TV news, and anything else in nerd culture, pop culture we want to talk about. Um, Man, it's been a crazy week, uh, but we're going to be talking about, um, just to let you guys know, this week's episode is going to be super, super Netflix heavy. Um, not sure what other kind of news we're going to get into. We're going to get into some movie news, um, some stuff that uh, kind of happened last week. Um, but Netflix had a really, really big presentation at their Geeked Weekend, um, their Geeked Week, which they announced, you know, think of it as their version of D23, but just all Netflix stuff stuff um just you know they they roll out a bunch of new trailers and a bunch of new you know movie tv news that they have coming to their to their uh service and it's really exciting there's a lot of cool stuff coming on there um netflix has been knocking it out of the park uh so we'll get into some of that in a little bit but first i'd start off by saying hi see how you all are doing um it's been crazy last couple of years for everybody. Just want to make sure everyone's doing good. Everyone's taking care of each other. Super, super important. Um, and yeah, so um, let's just dive right into uh, some of the the biggest movie news from this week. Uh, this weekend, this past weekend, the newest entry in the Jurassic World franchise opened. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have been keeping up. But uh, the reviews haven't been great. Uh, People who have seen it have not particularly cared for it as much as previous entries in the franchise as a whole, including myself. Uh, I had the opportunity to see it on Saturday morning. Uh, You know, I still remember. So, guys, I don't know if you all remember the time when... You know, nowadays, everything's so automated. You pick your seats, you pick your time, and you show up to the theater five minutes before the movie starts. And you get in there, get your popcorn, get everything. You go sit down, you already have your seat saved for you. But, you know, even throughout the 90s, early 2000s, a big movie came out. There was a possibility you could be waiting in line for hours just to get good seats i was 13 when jurassic park came out and we as a family were waiting in line 
for I, I I don't even remember, but but this was back in the um, right now I live in Oregon, but I used to live in the high desert down in Victorville, and um, <clears throat> you actually had to wait in line to see the movie. So I remember all of us as a family waiting in line to go see Jurassic Park. Um, I'm only telling you guys this, obviously, we all love Jurassic Park. We all know Jurassic Park, but I remember seeing it for the first time on the big screen and being just blown away by this massive piece of entertainment. This was Steven Spielberg's opus at the time. I think it was the first movie to really kind of open my eyes. I think a lot of us, you know, as to what special effects can do. And I knew Steven Spielberg before that. You know, I knew of Jaws and E.T., but this is the movie where I was like, wow, like this is Steven Spielberg. Like this is what he can do. Right. Um, and it was a really, really cool experience. And I think, you know, it was kind of a, a moment in time where the blockbuster was still kind of coming into its own. And I know like, you know, I don't know, little piece of trivia, the word blockbuster comes from uh, Jaws was the first one to ha- use that that term as a blockbuster. Um, it's means literally lined around the block. You know, there's a huge line around the block waiting of uh, people waiting to see the movies. So you have Jaws and you have Star Wars. <clears throat> then you have something like Jurassic Park, which. You know, there was a lot of massive movies in the 80s, but I think the real, the first real modern blockbuster, and I consider modern anything 90s or beyond, was Jurassic Park. This movie changed the game for a lot of stuff. It showed what a lot of, what practical effects can really do mixed with computer CGI animation. And Spielberg did it beautifully. That cast too was incredible. <clears throat> I think it introduced, you know, we knew who these actors were before, you know, uh, a lot of us, if you were in, in the trenches there and a movie a obsessed nerdy kid like I was, you know, kind of heard of Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum and all these guys, Laura Dern. But I don't think it was until this movie where everyone was like, wow, like, Jeff Goldblum. Who's this Jeff Goldblum guy? And um, Sam Neill. Uh, the whole cast was incredible. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson was in it. Uh, <clears throat> Wayne Knight Newman from uh, Seinfeld was in it, uh, as well as um, Richard Attenborough, <clears throat> who was also a filmmaker at the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize. Um, who was also a filmmaker at the time. But this movie hit. And then a couple years later, Jurassic Park, The Lost World came out. It was good. I, I, I kind of enjoy The Lost World. It's not bad. Um, but then it kind of started the decline of the franchise, unfortunately. Um, kind of tried to rekindle it and reboot it with Jurassic World, which I thought they did a pretty good job, right? They made this legacy sequel, this legacy reboot, um, which kind of brought us back to basics, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and then Fallen Kingdom came out. Listen, I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, but I actually like Fallen Kingdom a lot. 
I felt like it did some things that were, you know, it felt very claustrophobic and scary at times. The last half of it was a really, really well done haunted house horror movie. And that's the great thing about the franchise, right? The first movie was, I will argue that it's straight up a horror movie. I remember trying to show my son for the first time Jurassic Park when he was like four or five. That did not go down well um, because it's terrifying. And still to this day, it's still really scary. It's a masterclass in suspense, tension. <clears throat> and uh, But it's all mixed with this really great action adventure story, which is what Spielberg's good at. <clears throat> so Fallen Kingdom comes out, a lot of very divisive, but then um, <clears throat> they announced a new movie was going to come out, Jurassic, which turned out to be Jurassic World Dominion. It was going to reunite the original cast from the original Jurassic Park, along with the cast that was that premiered in Jurassic World. <clears throat> that was kind of the big selling point. People got excited. I got excited. I think everyone got excited. This was going to be something special. I'm not sure how many of you guys saw it this weekend, but um, it wasn't great. It was um, probably the most lackluster entry in the franchise yet. And that's even including Jurassic Park 3, which I don't despise, but it's not very good. Um, it just, I don't understand how you drop the ball so horribly with the franchise like this with the original cast and um listen i don't want to get into a full review of it because i could talk for hours about that but let's just say it was a pretty big letdown the cgi the performances and the story itself just wasn't there it wasn't good and for being this you know they market it as this epic conclusion of the franchise it's kind of disappointing that this is what they went with. Again, I'm not going to dwell on it, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, that movie opened, I mean, as expected, right? Like it opened to massive, had a massive weekend, $142 million weekend, which is good, which is excellent, right? Like you think $142 million weekend, when you hear that, you're like, oh yeah, that's really good. Um, but considering... Even Fallen Kingdom came out to more than that. I think the appetite for it's obviously still there, right? We want to see dinosaurs. We want to see all this stuff. Uh, and whether or not they try to, I don't know, try to make things right by making one more to kind of really top everything off. It will be interesting to see where Universal goes from here with the critical response and the audience response not being very high. This thing it's the lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes of the franchise. Um, let's see. I just got to remember what it's at. Um, it's a pretty low. It has a pretty low audience score as well as a pretty low critic score. Uh, let's pull it up real quick. Yeah, it's at uh, 38. Ooh. It's at 38 point. It's at 38% for... See, my computer, right? Technology is awesome when it wants to work. Um, 
Yeah, Jurassic Park Dominion is at 30% on the critic score, 79% on the audience score, which isn't horrible. And listen, I'm not telling you to go watch it, not to go watch it. It's completely up to you. Go watch it. Go check it out. See what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, personally, I was a bit disappointed, a bit let down from someone who's been a fan of the franchise since the very start. Uh, so if you guys do watch it, please let me know. You know, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, moving on from that piece of news, that rant, uh, this past week, Rob Zombie dropped a trailer for his newest film, which is a, I guess it's a big screen adaptation of The Munsters. I only say I guess because last I heard it was going straight to Peacock, but I could be completely wrong on that. Um, if you all get a chance to watch it on YouTube, it looks you know, he's got a lot of his mainstays, uh, specifically Sherry Moon Zombie as as Lily Munster. Yeah. And this thing looks really, really, it looks interesting. It looks fun. It looks like they're hearkening back to the original series, which is great. Um, family friendly affair, which is crazy. Jeff Daniel Phillips, uh, who's, who, was, who worked in uh, Devil's Rejects, her dad, the one known as grandpa. Um, it looks like it has the tone of the TV show. It'll be very, very interesting to see what Rob Zombie does in a family-friendly space. He hasn't done anything in that space yet. Obviously, his movies have been kind of more on the extreme side of horror, uh, rated R, unrated sometimes. Um, you know, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, um, you know, 31. All these movies, obviously, oh, the Halloween, you know, he did his uh, Halloween movies as well. None of these movies can be considered family-friendly, and they're not. Um, but... This will be fun to see. He's a lifelong fan of the Munsters. He wanted to do this for a while. Uh, it's got an official rating of PG, which is great. Uh, and I'm very curious to see how everybody in this cast who has worked with him before um, adapt to this family-friendly uh, franchise. You know, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to take my kids to see it if they do. Um, and like I said, it captures the spirit of the original TV series. So if you're a Munsters fan, I'd recommend checking out the trailer. It's on YouTube. It's a really short teaser. doesn't give away too much. It's it's just a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm excited for it. <clears throat> um, so Legendary Pictures, who is known for their Godzilla movies, um, they've done a lot of great stuff in the past couple years godzilla king kong um they just picked up the rights to a duke nukem movie which is going to be <laughs> this part kind of trips me out a little bit but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with it um the guys who did cobra kai uh josh held john Hurwitz, and hayden schlossberg are on board to produce the movie um, obviously based on the video game of the same name, it'll be interesting where they go with it. I played them all. I haven't played them all. I played, you know, used to play them a lot, you know, when they're on PC and stuff like that, a lot of fun. Um, and I'm curious to see what they'll do with the franchise. So that should be coming up. Obviously no release date or anything has been announced. It's just kind of out there. It's happening. We just got to wait and see what's going on. This one is probably, uh, this piece of news uh, coming from Universal is probably one of my most exciting things. So I know we just talked about Jaws being kind of the, um, the template for the modern, you know, for blockbusters, right? Like it was the first one to really have that blockbuster vibe to it, have people waiting around the block. E.T. 
and Jaws are going to be re-released in IMAX. Um, E.T. will be on August 12th, exclusively on IMAX, and it's going to be celebrating its 40th anniversary, which was yesterday, I believe. It will be amazing to check that out in IMAX. I've never, honestly, I've never seen it on the big screen. Probably one of my biggest regrets is if I don't go to this and see it on the big screen at least once. So I'll definitely be going. Uh, check your local listing, see if it'll be playing anywhere near you because that'd be really cool. Jaws is another one. That one will be coming September 2nd to IMAX and in real D3D, which will be kind of interesting to see if you like Jaws and you want to see it in 3D. Go check it out in IMAX um, or in uh, real D3D. I don't know if they're going to be showing it in IMAX in real D3D, um, but we'll see. Um, but those would be uh, something to keep out, keep an eye out for. Check those out on the big screen. And if you've never seen them before, for some reason, I, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go check them out. Go watch them. Go experience them on the big screen. You won't regret it. Jaws is one of the greatest horror films ever made. Um, and you definitely need to check it out. Um, <clears throat> just some quick um, Marvel news before we get to the Netflix stuff. They officially announced that they're making a Thunderbolts movie. Thunderbolts, you know, obviously based on the, you know, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, kind of his team of kind of his, ver it's kind of the Marvel version of the Suicide Squad, um, which I think will be a lot of fun. John Schrader, who directed uh, Paper Towns, Dave and Robot and Frank, uh, he's been set as the director of the movie. Uh, Eric Pearson, who scripted Black Widow, he's going to be writing it. So far, we don't have any information as to who's going to be in it, which characters are going to use um, or anything like that. Um, we obviously, we have a couple that, you know, they can choose from, you know, you have Yelena from Black Widow. Um, you have a, just a huge raft that you can choose from in the MCU. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who they pick for that. So keep an eye out for that. Obviously, we have no information yet, but it will be cool to see when that information arrives. We'll definitely let you guys know. Tickets for Thor Love and Thunder are on sale. If you guys are planning on seeing that, buy your tickets now. I'm excited for it. I really, really enjoyed um, Thor Ragnarok. Taika Waititi brought some new life into the series and into the MCU, if I'm being honest. Um, and so I can't wait to see what he does with this. So um, that one opens in July. So definitely get your tickets now for that. And also opening this weekend, this Friday coming up, which is going to be the 17th, uh, Lightyear opens uh, the newest Pixar movie based off the character introducing the uh, Toy Story franchise, uh, kind of the real life, quote unquote, version of this character. Um they describe it as kind of the movie that Andy saw to get him interested in Buzz Lightyear to begin with. So it's kind of like his Star Wars. Um, that's coming out with the voice of Chris Evans uh, and Taika Waititi and um, a bunch of uh, an incredible cast. Early Word has been really great on it. I love Pixar. Very, very excited for that. Uh, so that comes out this Friday. Again, if you guys watch it, definitely let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right. So let's move into TV news. Well, TV slash movie news, but Netflix. It's all going to be Netflix talk. Um, 
most of it's going to be stuff that, you know, some of it's going to be stuff we already knew. And if you checked out the Geek uh, Week online, you'll probably, or, you know, read the news or anything, you probably heard a lot about it. So um, there's a lot of cool stuff coming to Netflix. One thing that absolutely shocks me, now this is, I, I got to talk about this movie real quick. It's coming straight to Netflix. And it's a, kind of astounding that nobody is talking about it right now. It's a movie called Spiderhead, and it stars Chris Hemsworth. Now, the reason why it's astounding to me that nobody is talking about this, this is directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who currently has one of the biggest and best movies of the year currently in theaters right now, which is Top Gun Maverick. It's kind of shocking that Netflix hasn't jumped on that bandwagon yet and was like, hey, we have this movie coming out. But I can guarantee that a lot of you guys just haven't even heard of it. Uh, Krasinski, he's, he's, he's a great director. He's directed, um, you know, he directed Oblivion, obviously Top Gun Maverick. And he's also uh, Tron Legacy, which I thought was a lot of fun. It looked great. It was incredible. Um, had some really, really cool special effects. It, it looked amazing. The story was fun. Um, but yeah, he has a movie coming out this weekend to Netflix. So Spiderhead, check it out. It looks good. Um, don't let this one pass you by. He's one of, he's a director who knows how to really give you the most bang for your buck, to be honest. Uh, he's one of those guys. And I have a feeling this isn't going to disappoint. So uh, mark your calendars. That's going to be uh, coming out soon. So let's talk about the Geeked Weekend reveals. Um, Geeked Week, sorry. I keep on saying Geeked Weekend. I don't know. Sorry. It's been a weekend. Um, there's been there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, and for starters, uh, Wednesday, which is the new Adams Family um spinoff series focused on Wednesday Adams. She goes to like this prep school and, and she kind of gets a new, like a, it's almost like a teenage detective type th type thing. It's coming to us from Tim Burton. I think a lot of people are very, very excited about it. Tim Burton just feels like a perfect match for Adam's family. I'm surprised that he hasn't touched the franchise yet. I know he has. I know he's wanted to for a while, and this is going to be his way in. Uh, Jenna Ortega is playing the role of Wednesday Adams. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a quick teaser, you know, and it looks like it feels like Adam's family, but um, obviously a more updated version of the Adam's family. But uh, I'm very curious to see where the series goes. That premieres in October, I believe. Um, and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll see when they drop all the episodes because Netflix likes to use the binge model, which they recently announced as well that they are going to stick with for the most part. Um, so we'll get all those episodes probably at once. They might split the season up, but unlikely. Um, another series coming to Netflix is... Cabinet of Curiosities from Guillermo del Toro, who I don't think I have to tell you guys who Guillermo del Toro is, but in case I do, Pad's Labyrinth, Hellboy series, Hellboy 1 and 2, the Ron Perlman ones, not the David Harbour one, um, Pacific Rim. Uh, I know I'm missing some and everyone will yell at me for missing the obvious ones. Uh, Crimson Peak, all these fantastic movies he's coming out with the series on netflix it's an anthology series 
It looks spooky. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm really, really excited for that. Anything he does is gold. Anything he does is fantastic. He can't go wrong with Guillermo del Toro, especially in a horror anthology setting. Like you just can't go wrong with it. That one's going to be a lot of fun. All these trailers, by the way, are all online, so you could definitely check them out. Uh, Midnight Club, the newest from Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, he gave us uh, Haunting of Hill House. Um, and uh, most recently, um, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Some amazing shows. He's super, super talented director. He also gave us um, the uh, Shining sequel, the Doctor Sleep, starring Ewan McGregor. Every time he touches, he's again, he's he's one of those guys too who's been doing some really, really great thing. He did Gerald's Game. There's so many movies that he's, you know, and he loves working. He loves working on Stephen King stuff, but when he steps back and kind of does his own thing, you know, he does awesome as well. So. Um, that one's coming out. We don't really have a release date for that yet, but that one will be out soon. Looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Sweet Tooth season two. I don't know if any of you guys watched season one of Sweet Sweet Tooth. Um, little boy, he has kind of like you know, it's it's a world where animals and human hybrids exist. It's based off of a DC comic. The first season was really really good. It was a lot of fun, family friendly. Just a really really kind of you know, it had a lot of intense moments based on a DC comic. Um, it's a little bit lighter, but also very dark at the same time. Season two of that's coming out soon. That one's actually produced by Robert Downey Jr. Don't know if any of you guys knew that, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's going to be producing this season as well. So that, that'll be coming out soon. Uh, Lock and Key season three has also been officially announced. Um, that'll be here. There's also a trailer for that. The, uh, Vikings spinoff Valhalla. I didn't realize I was heading into season two already. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have watched Vikings, but Vikings is a really, really well done show on History Channel, if I'm not mistaken, about Vikings. Um, this is just a spinoff of that exclusively on Netflix. I honestly haven't watched this yet, but uh, I know a lot of people who have, and they say it's excellent. They say it's really good. Um, so definitely, if you're excited for Vikings, Season two, or Vikings Valhalla, season two is coming out soon. Netflix is also working on, so this is going to, listen, I'm not a big anime person, but I know a lot of people who are, and they're very, very, rightfully so, very, very protective of some of their properties. They are making a One Piece live action series at Netflix, along with the Avatar Last Airbender live action series. Um, but the One Piece kind of um, interests me a lot because I, I'm curious about it. My son, he's really big into anime right now and he's he's into One Piece. And um, there's a lot of episodes, but hopefully this paves a easier way for people to get into it, you know, from without having to, you know, looking in the future and seeing you have a thousand more episodes to go. This one you can start from scratch. And obviously, yes, you want to watch the anime. You want to watch the original. Like, yeah, like we know that. But this might pave the way for more people to get interested in it. 
so that they don't it doesn't feel as daunting and they can just go along with the story that way or you go watch the anime or maybe you watch this first realize you love it you want to see the source material then you go to the anime it's up to you but that should be interesting we'll see how netflix does with a lot of these live action adaptations of some of the animes um out there i know they did a death uh, note movie which is based on an anime uh the reception to that was kind of mixed so um we'll see how they do it'll be interesting to to see uh they are also doing a resident evil series which promises to be really dark really fun i love resident evil the games the first movie was good i haven't watched welcome to raccoon city yet but this series actually looks pretty good looks promising they also have their animated one as well is out this is live action you know the one i'm waiting for they didn't announce anything for it yet but they're doing a, an assassin's creed live action series on netflix the movie was a massive disappointment the i love assassin's creed the video game series one of my all-time favorites i could oh, i love it but they I don't know what they're doing with the TV show. I'm excited for it, though. I want to see more about it. I want to know what's going on so we can get excited for it. I would love for them to do a Bioshock thing, too. But, hey, you know, I think that's more of an HBO Max thing. I think that would be really cool on there. But anyways, um, yeah, Assassin's Creed's coming at some point. But that wasn't any part of this presentation at all. So I don't have any information for that. I think one of the biggest and most exciting reveals that they had was the trailer for the Sandman based off of the DC comic by Neil Gaiman. This thing looks incredible. Um, it feels right. It looks outstanding. Uh, and it's Neil Gaiman. Like you can't go wrong with Neil Gaiman. Like it, it, you just can't. I don't know if anybody watched his uh, series or the series that they made off of the um, Good Omens that he wrote with uh, Terry Pratchett. That was outstanding. That's on Amazon. Season two of that's coming soon too, but we'll talk about that when we see trailers and stuff. But that series was really great. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this. Oh, and American Gods is also on Stars, I think. Um, I watched the first season. It was, it was good. I didn't watch anything past that though, because um, I really love the book so much and there are some things that kind of bothered me, but the Sandman looks like looks promising. It looks like a lot of people are excited about it. A lot of fans of the, the comic are excited about it. Looks like it's going to be good. So um, see if we have a release date for that. I don't know if we do or not yet. I don't think we do. Um, but again, that one's going to be coming out soon. Oh, there it is. Just talking about it gets me really excited about it. Um, August 5th premieres on August 5th on Netflix. These posters look incredible too. Let's go to netflix.com. Uh, if you go to netflix.com, you'll get all of these trailers. You'll get a bunch of cool artwork. You get a bunch of cool posters and all that stuff to kind of, you know, give you a little bit more about these shows and stuff like that. Uh, Umbrella Academy new season is coming out soon. Um, Listen, I watched the first couple episodes. I really liked it. I haven't had a chance to catch up with it yet, though. Um, but I plan to. It's on my list. I'm very excited to check it out. And it had a really, really cool vibe. I love the comics. Gerard Way is um, 
he's one of my he's one of my favorite he's lead singer of one of my favorite bands and and just a, an awesome writer too so um you can't really go wrong with umbrella academy um so the next season of that is coming out as well so those were a lot of the the cool pieces of news and information that came out of the the week um some other little things here and there, but if you want to get all completely caught up, you, like I say, you go to netflix.com. You can also just Google uh, Geeked Week on, uh, you know, and uh, a bunch of information will come up on that and stuff as well. Speaking of Netflix, I kind of wanted to talk about um, one thing. Uh, obviously, Stranger Things is is out. Uh, it's been out for a couple of weeks. I know that. Um, but this thing has broken massive it's setting records like crazy season four it's crazy how the show just kind of it feels like it came out of nowhere but uh, you know some of these stats from netflix uh, you know after you know the 10 days of the release uh, the series sits at 621.8 i don't know where they get that point eight million hours viewed um that's oh well there you that's crazy it's you know Bridgerton was the last one, which racked up 625 million and 656 million, respectively, um, over a 20 day period. This one just smashed that record in like a week, in a 10 day period. Um, part two is uh, slated to come out July 1st. I'm excited for it, man. I, I don't know if you guys caught up with it, but man, so good. Um, I can't wait to see the last two episodes of this season. It's going to be worth it. Um, so that's all we got for the, um, oh, no, it's not all we got for, well, that's all we got for the Netflix stuff, but let's talk about TV a little bit more. Now we move over to Disney+. Plus. They recently premiered their new series, Miss Marvel on the Service. Miss Marvel, for those of you who don't know Kamala Khan, based off of the uh, Marvel comics of the same name. I cannot stress enough how much fun this show is. My kids loved it. I loved it. I thought it had a really, really cool vibe to it. It was really bright, really colorful, and it fit the world of Miss Marvel perfectly. Like, it's... It kind of reminded me a little bit of um, kind of reminded me a little bit of Scott Pilgrim, and more specifically, it also reminded me of um, Into the Spider Verse or Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is the way a lot of the um, the set design was, and also how they did a lot of how they pulled off a lot of the stuff in the show. Like, for example, you know, the, someone's walking down the street and they're texting and the texts come up on the street signs or on the neon lights or whatever. It just looks really cool. Um, there's some scenes that are just, that don't deserve to be as good as they are. Some kind of visuals, some shots are just outstanding. Um, there's this really, really great one shot take when they're following her riding her bike. And then, they get home and, and she lays down and the camera does it. It's just, it's really nerdy stuff. I'm sorry. I apologize, but it looked really, really cool. And on the same bike ride, there's all this really cool graffiti that's doing a lot of really cool stuff and it's moving around and it's really kind of, you know, to what her and her friend are talking about. 
uh, Iman, I, I want to say her name correctly, and I apologize if I get it wrong, but Iman Vellani is just, she's a star. She has kind of that wide-eyed kind of um, innocence and, 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 and um, naivety, naivety like Peter Parker has. Um, and she's just, she's incredible. Um, and I, I can't say enough good things about the show. The whole cast is a, a, a amazing. The, her parents, um, the ones who play her, the, the gentleman who plays her friend, Bruno, just perfectly cast. And I really, really love the, you know, Kamala, she's, she's Muslim. And they really, really, really kind of dive into that aspect of her and her family and stuff like that. Cause it plays a huge part as to who she is as a superhero. And I thought that's, that was just amazing to see. I know the show is going to mean a lot of stuff for so many people. Uh, but I, I absolutely loved it and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen next. I'm pretty comfortable in saying that it might very well be my favorite premiere of any MCU show so far on Disney plus. I'm a very, very big fan of WandaVision to be honest. I loved WandaVision so much. It was so different, so unique, had its own style, did its own thing kind of everything else that kind of came after that um, kind of mid-tier Marvel for me, not my favorite stuff, but there was a lot of good stuff. Like every show has its merits. I've watched every single one, every single episode. Uh, I'm all in, in the story. I think they're doing some really, really cool things with this new phase specifically, some interesting things. Um, but none of the shows really kind of gripped me to where I Honestly, a lot of it was out of obligation and I was excited to see what was going to happen, but I was more just kind of, I wanted to see where the story was going to go. Didn't really have much to do with the characters as much. It was just like, I have to see this because I know it's going to play a bigger part in the MCU. Eventually, maybe all of it will. Um, but this legitimately, I'm excited to see where the series goes. So far, I don't really know what you know, uh, what it's going to be about, if that makes sense. I'm, there's really not a villain. I mean, other than like, you know, herself and she's, a you know, I believe in 11th grade. So she's trying to figure out her life and the same thing, like, you know, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, all these guys are going through this, right. Where they're trying to figure out who they are. Um, so, so far that's kind of her only kind of villain, I guess, are the people who are telling her she needs to be this person when she's just, She's a teenage girl. She's a teenager, I should say. She's a teenager. I related to her so much. And obviously, I'm not a teenage girl. But um, uh, she's a big fan of the Avengers, right? She's trying to get to Avengers Con. And she loves these characters so much. And, and that's another cool thing about the show. It's about being a fan of something. It's about loving something so much that it kind of becomes a part of who you are. And that's what I loved about it. And it took on fandom in a very fun, a very cool way. Like it, it, it was that positive fandom that just loving this thing so much. And, and I thought that that really struck a chord with me and I was all on board. And I was that kid too in, in high school, middle school, where they're trying to tell you to grow up and you need to move on. You need to do all this. I just want to read comics. I want to play video games. I wanted to watch movies. I wanted to write movies. I wanted to 
you know, build Lego. I want to do all this other thing, you know, that, that wasn't really what I was supposed to be doing, but I loved it and I wanted to do it. And that's why I relate to um, Kamala on that level and all of, you know, especially when I was a teenager, even now, right. Even now I'm an adult, I have a full-time job, kids, all that stuff. But, and sometimes it's fun just to geek out and be a fan of stuff and be excited about stuff. And I am, and everyone should be. So the show really has that, that really, really positive message about what it means to love something and what it means to be a fan. So definitely check it out. I've only seen the first episode. Obviously, that's all that's been released. Uh, it will be releasing every Wednesday. I believe, I don't know how many episodes there are of this series. Um, I know Obi-Wan's almost coming to a close. Obi-Wan, six episodes. I believe they're going to be going on to episode five next week. And then after that's going to be the finale. We'll see how that goes. I'm enjoying that as well. Um, that's been a lot of fun. Ewan McGregor's awesome. Um, but the, you know, little things here and there, but we can, we'll talk about that some, some other time. Um, speaking of Marvel, uh, there's one kind of piece of uh, comics news that I kind of want to talk about a little bit right now. Um, because there was a lot of Netflix stuff. There was a lot of that stuff that I want to talk about. But the um, Netflix... Um, and Fortnite are teaming, or sorry, Marvel and Fortnite are teaming up for a comic series, much like they did with DC. Um, they're coming out with a uh, a new one for Marvel, and it looks really cool. Spider Man has a really really cool new suit for it, and I think it's going to be uh, pretty fun. I actually really uh, listen. To be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Fortnite. I don't really know much about Fortnite. I've I've played it. Um, but I haven't uh, got into it. My, my son's into it. I'm just not. The comic was really good, though. The DC one. Uh, this is Fortnite Marvel Zero War. Spider-Man has a cool new suit on the cover. Um, and you can find that online. Uh, and you can find some really, really cool stuff on there. Um, so that should be coming out soon. Let's see when that's coming out here. Oh, it's out. It's out now. You can go to marvel.com and order it or go to your local comic shop, see if they have it. And, um, you know, yeah. So I'd love for you guys to check that out. Um, so that's the, the biggest piece of uh, comics news I have for you this week. Um, there's also, oh, so one of my favorite. So I was thinking about this. I was trying to figure out, you know, not figure out, but I was like looking around my room, has some really, really cool toys, right? I was like, I got a lot of, you know, I like Funko Pops. I like, um, you know, Lego. I like, you know, all these, you know, I like action figures, the McFarlane toys, um, all these different companies, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I just, I always, always, always come back to these. Um, this is going to be a toy of the week recommend because these guys are cool. And if you haven't seen them yet, you can find them pretty much anywhere. I find mine at Target, but I know you can find them at Walmart. You can find them anywhere in kind of the collectible section. They have these uh, things called Toonie Terrors by NECA. Um, you know, NECA, they make some really, really great uh, action figures. Um, but these guys are really, really cool. What they are basically is they're um, horror-themed toys uh, action figures, but they're made in the style of Saturday morning cartoons, which is a lot of fun. Guys, they, they have uh, pretty much every horror icon you can think of. Um, they have Jason Voorhees. They have 
Freddy Krueger, they have Michael Myers, they have Pinhead, they have, uh, you know, some of my personal favorites, they have a Regan from The Exorcist. Um, they have uh, Ash Williams from Evil Dead. They have a Leatherface. They have all kinds of stuff. So you can find those, you know, and they're not too expensive either. Uh, they're pretty good price. Oh, one of my favorite ones is they have a, uh, a Chucky Tiffany two pack um those are just they're just really really fun to display um and they're they're fairly inexpensive and they're just really really cool so check those out if you haven't yet it's the uh Tuni neca Tuni terrors um if you get an opportunity go check them out you can probably find them online pretty easily as well um but yeah so that's that's my toy recommend for this week um and guys don't forget to like and subscribe to the to the podcast. Uh, I really, really appreciate y'all listening. Um, we're two episodes into this season. I'm still kind of getting used to everything, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. Please feel free to let me know. Let me know. You know, give me the the good. Uh, you know, give me the good stuff with the with the stuff I might need to fix. I'm I'm open to uh, to you know listening and uh, criticism, positive criticism, of course. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Join us again next week where we're going to have some more movie news, TV news, comic book news, and and uh, maybe some other cool stuff. So go watch Miss Marvel. It's totally worth it. And uh, as always, stay nerdy, America. <laughs>